Hey guys, I don't just talk about games and make picks. I put my money where my mouth is. I bet with Odds Club. They have an easy to use site with all of the major sports to bet on. Their payment options are just as easy. Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever you use, Odds Club has it, and it's so much easier than those offshore sites. You get paid on time, every time. Follow Odds Club on Twitter and send a DM. Tell them Clack or Michelle sent you and receive 20% in free play. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Terrible Takes Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michelle, here with Clack. And we have some very special guests with us today. I'm super excited. Um, if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, I'll let, I'll let y'all y'all say something. Cruz, go ahead, pal. Oh. Uh, you probably know me as the real Cruz Ox on Twitter, uh, a.k.a. Cruz Oxen Rider. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course, of course, pal. Yeah, yes, hello. This is Cody Kirk 22. Uh, I am known for absolutely nothing and taking Clack's old job. That's that's literally all I'm known for. <laughs> oh, pain, pain. Well, what's going on, guys? It's Anthony DeJC here, known as ADJSU10. I am in town here in Tuscaloosa for the upcoming Alabama Furman game, and it's an honor for y'all to have me on, guys. Thanks for having me. Woohoo! So many friends. <laughs> I'm so excited to have everybody here. So, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, you know, about Saturday, about 5 o'clock, it seemed like this was just going to be one of, just a normal uh, podcast, but a lot has happened since Saturday night. So, let's get into something we kind of talked about last week, Michelle. Coaches on the hot seat. Well, one of our coaches on the hot seat was fired on Sunday. Gus Malzahn on Sunday was fired at Auburn. Thoughts, go? Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I mean, per- personally, I'm kind of sad. I mean, yeah, I know we lost to him every other year at Jordan Hare because of Auburn Jesus. But, I mean, I just feel like trading a loss at all for a national championship the next year, I could live with that. I don't know about about you four. Um, not really shocked, to be per se. I'm actually surprised that they – I, I figured they would at least let them – if they do play in a bowl game, let them do that. Um, however, I get it. They want to go ahead and get a jump on it before recruiting starts to uh, take up. But, you know, I'm not really surprised. I actually thought they probably would have done this last year had they lost the Iron Bowl. But, yep. I mean, to pay someone that much money not to work, like sign me up any day of the week. Now, here's the thing. If you if anybody can read the tea leaves, you would know. If this was a normal year, it would have never been a question. The only thing that kind of surprised me is coming into uh, this COVID-ridden year, I didn't think any of these major schools would fire, fight, you know, fire their head coach unless you know Vanderbilt with Derek Mason or South Carolina with Will Muschamp. Because um, when you look at your, their losses this year, it was it was to Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, and A and M, A and M, right? And three of the four teams are in the top twenty-five. So. I know it was Auburn fans are frustrated with just another average six six one seven win year. And they easily could have had more losses than that. I mean, they could have easily yeah. had more losses, but the thing is that they didn't. Yeah, our, right? che- our checks didn't through. clear from REC, and that's the only reason that they came out with two more wins. <laughs> that's Auburn Jesus took over in those couple of wins, but but still at the same time they still ended up with those wins. And when you with the COVID stricken year, it's just been a weird year. I didn't think any. Coaches that were on the line would have ended up getting fired, but it, with 
it kind of says how quick he got fired that it was kind of written up after the South Carolina loss, in my opinion. That I will say planning, they already planning that. I'm surprised that Jim Harbaugh didn't get fired before Gus did. I agree. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing about Jim Harbaugh is that the big Big Ten hasn't had really a year like the SEC has. The Big Ten's only played five, six. Does does the Big Ten ever but, have a year, Tony? They, yeah. Yes. Oh, they they have years. I mean, stop. look, my my thing is, yeah, I know Harbaugh is. He's probably my most overrated coach, not just in NFL, but in, in all of football, uh, in college. I I don't think Michigan can do better. I really don't. Um, I don't think it's exactly – I don't think it's a top-ten job in America. I, I don't. I, it's hard to get kids that actually want to go and play for Michigan. Uh, I know they're, Did I know you, they're blue blood, but, you know, it's not, it's not the same era where it used to be, okay, you either go play at Notre Dame, Alabama, Michigan, USC, or Texas. Uh, you have, you know – if, if I'm a top high school recruit, why if and I want to go play in the top, Big Ten? Why would I want to go to Michigan when I can just go to Ohio State? I agree with you. Agree. Did you hear um, Clack's hot take? I forgot if it was last week or the week before. Said that Michigan could get Dabo. That's, I mean, Dabo would. That is all? literally Dabo the most egregious. Yes, he would. Dabo has no. his life made. No. At Clemson. He snaps his fingers and gets whatever he wants. He gets the Nick Saban shit. No, yeah. he, he would. Yeah. He no would never leave. leave. He would never leave Clemson unless it was for two jobs. It was either a the Alabama job, uh, or b. I I think he would go to the NFL before he would go to another big time school that wasn't. Um, that wasn't, uh, you know, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. So I, I, I could see him going in the NFL before I could actually see him going to Alabama now. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's been to multiple national championships. He's won a majority of them. He's pretty much already proven himself. I mean, the only thing I would say that he hasn't, you know, done yet is, you know, winning the NFL. Clock, answer me this. Why would a coach at a Power 5 school, a top-tier Power 5 school, with a blank check from their booster club, want to leave that program? It you wouldn't. It's it's an easy. Well, it's an easy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You would not. Route. I mean, they're good. They because yeah. Michigan is a much better job no. than Clemson, other than the money that he's going to no. Why? In terms of why? How, how is Michigan a better job? Please look please at explain. the pat. Like look at the pat. Who's top three? Again, wins. but that goes back to no. like the four horsemen days, back where there wasn't a lot of big time schools now now you got schools like clemson you have the you have the a&ms you have who are put so much money into recruiting and facilities i mean it's michigan is just a name now it's it's like tommy hill figure it used to be cool and now it's now it's just lame and retro i mean it's true i mean i think michigan i think their expectations are way too high for what they are yes i think Having a 9-10 win season, especially when you have probably a top three national program with Ohio State that you play every year, is reasonable. There's nothing wrong with them going to the Citrus Bowl or going to the Peach Bowl or, 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 you know, maybe, you know, one year like they were in 2016, you know, one bad spot away from going to the playoffs. But I I just don't think Michigan is, you know, an elite program. And we also, Chris, cannot ignore the fact that when you go to a school like Michigan, they put their basketball program in front of the football and as they program. Should. Why would Dabo want to go to a program where another sport is thought highly than their football program? 
you 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 think Clemson is going to put more funding into their basketball program than their football program? Do you think so? Yes or no? No. I then why would Dabo leave that school to go Wait, to say school? That, say that question again. I must have misunderstood. Say your question one more time. Would a college football coach who hasn't made at a top tier Power Five school leave that school to go to another Power Five school where football is not thought of as highly as basketball? Is, is that really the case in Michigan? That is one hundred percent the case. Michigan is traditionally more of a basketball program than they are a football program. Point blank, period. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Enough Michigan talk. Um, the Florida and LSU game. Thoughts? Go ahead, Clark. I mean, wow. I think, I think that's the only thing to say is wow. I mean, <clears throat> Florida, I guess, went in looking ahead to the SEC championship. I don't know. I mean, Kyle Trask had 400 yards. They still lost. Obviously, two interceptions hasn't helped them help the case. But I mean, wow, LSU played a great game, and Florida did not play a great game. And you know, Florida had them stop. They're on a fourth down, and you know, Shoegate happened. And look where we look where we are. I mean, Shoegate. Like I, I was, I will say, I did not see much of the game because I was watching Alabama basket Alabama basketball. So I was not really paying a lot of attention to the game. I was keeping up with the score, and then by the time the second half was started, you couldn't even see the t- the field because it was so foggy. So, but I mean, well, I mean, if you're Florida, like, how do you go in and lose to LSU one game before your biggest game in the last few years? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was it was definitely, and I think Clack hit it on the head. It, it was it was the definition of a trap game. Um, they clearly did not take LSU serious enough, especially with a brand new starter at quarterback. By the way, that freshman for LSU looked really good. He made some big time throws, and I thought he showed a lot of poise uh, going into uh, at the at the time the number six team in the country's house, and you know got him the win. I thought it was a great game plan for LSU. They knew that they could throw the ball on Florida, like everyone else has been able to this year. Um, I, I've seen a lot of crazy things when it comes to sports in my life. I was there in person for the kick six. I was, I've seen the Minnesota miracle. I've seen, uh, I was in person for the no call against the Saints Rams. I have, I have never seen anything like the, the shoe incident. I mean, to have basically, you know, just basically, just you had him. You had him. I mean, it was third and eight. It's it's kind of it funny to think about eight. it. It was third and eight. Yeah. You're getting off the field. You're giving the ball back to arguably who was the front runner for the Heisman, and you give LSU life. And you know, yes, they had to kick a, a, a 57 yard field goal in what looked like a mustard cloud. I mean, I don't know how anyone could see. I, I didn't even see the kick go in. That's how foggy it was, even on TV. And and then, but here's the thing. Florida had their chance still to go down the field and march it. And arguably, they've had a really good kicker this year, and he just missed it. And rather that be to the weather or to just he just missed it. Uh, you know, but shout out to LSU. I think that will go a long way into next season. Uh, you know, they probably had one of the most disappointing seasons you could see from a defending national championship, but it's just been a weird year for everybody. Um, so uh, shout out to them. I'm, I'm glad our game did not 
you know, come off as a trap game, but, you know, I think Florida just got caught looking ahead and it, you know, it now their season's pretty much trying to play spoilers. Well, what's crazier? Like the, the fact that he, the man, the man's through his shoe 20 yards or the fact that Dan Mullen was backing him up in the post game. Well, you have to, right? I mean, I mean, that's your kid. That's your do kid. You know? do, you, do you know? Would Nick Saban back him up? Would Nick Saban do that? Nick Saban has backed up some of our players who have made questionable choices in the past. I think that it was, has he backed up a player making a boneheaded move in game, though? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. Off the top of my head, now, granted, I know he has defended players who have made some bonehead decisions in the past, but you know, I there's still one more game to go, you know, and, and I know that. I mean, and we got to remember this. He's he's a kid. I mean, I I know it's I know it's easier said than done. You know, he probably is sick to his stomach about it. You know he's probably been getting crazy messages from from fans and people like that. So, you know, I think, yes, it never should have happened. But that's the thing about sports. Emotions just come out at any given time. And I, I think that he just lost his head. And it's something that he's going to have to live with. Now, granted, he gets a chance to, uh, you know, go up against the best wide receiver in football on Saturday. So it's – he needs to step up if he wants to not be remembered for that for the rest of his life. And you kind of touched on it too, Cruz, the, uh, the fact that it was a trap game. Um, you know, it's wild to think that Alabama has not lost to an unranked team since 2007, right? But now you're seeing like these top, top quote-unquote top-tier programs week in and week out or week in and week out losing to unranked teams when they're when they're fighting for a spot in the playoffs. And to me, it, it kind of makes me think what we've done here at Alabama is just that much more impressive. Like, we, each week we come in, Nick Saban has us ready to play. And no matter if it's a trap game, no matter if it's a one versus two game, it, it doesn't matter, which, I mean, to me, that that's what my biggest takeaway from coming to this game, just looking at how much – more impressive it is to not lose to an unranked team. I disagree. It's, it's an testament to culture, and it's a testament to coaching, and it's an testament of what Nick Saban has built over this, you know, from since 2007, since he got off the plane, to where it is now. I mean, you know, I, I, 2007 to me was, you know, that and that, and I'm not even going to pretend I wasn't even a Bama fan then. I wasn't. So, but to see where they were, before Saban, I don't even count 2007 as, as a real year. I count 2008 when he got his re- first real recruiting class in and he got his his coaches that he wanted. And I consider 2008 his true first year. So, But you're, you're right. Um, I think this is honestly the greatest college dynasty in all of sports I've, I've ever seen. And it's hard to argue. Agreed. So that brings me to my next question. I know there was a little bit of a debate about who the fourth team in would be once Notre Dame and Clemson play, who would be fighting for that that fourth spot, um, whether it be Florida or A&M. Obviously, Florida is still playing in the SEC championship game against Alabama, will probably lose. So does A&M now have a case for that? I don't see how you say no. Uh, I look, I picked A&M was my dark horse all year in the beginning of the season. I said that they were Going to finish second in the SEC West. Got a lot of blowback on that one. Um, until last weekend, they were the only team to beat Florida. Um, they have won all their – their only loss is to Bama, and that was in the beginning of the year. Um, 
And, you know, that was a pretty close game at halftime. It wasn't until the second half where we really started to get clicking and start running away with it. Um, I think A&M is a sneaky good team. Uh, I think they, they're balanced on offense. I think they play underrated defense. Um, I think they've done everything they can. I think they have a more impressive resume than Cincinnati or Ohio State or Miami, which, I mean, I thought Miami might have had a chance to somehow sneak in after before last weekend, but that's done now. Uh, don't get me started on Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina. But I don't see how you keep A&M out, especially if, you know, because I, I think I think Clemson uh, will be upset again this weekend against Notre Dame. So I do. Do, I do. you? I think I, I think I, here's the thing. I, I think Notre Dame pl- is probably the best defense in college football, and no one talks about them. I think that they are very good. I thought that they kind of showed how to beat Clemson. They gave up thirty something points to a they did, quarterback but they Clemson. also but calling the best but does, in college football. But does, do, does Clemson first. not have five stars all around them? I mean, does that offense not make it easy where you catch a five yard slant and you're gone? I mean, it, it, they're they're really good, and and they and they they do, but the best de- best defense in college football wouldn't allow. But we also allowed sixty three to Ole Miss. I are not or six hundred and sixty yards. I never said I never said, yeah. I never said Alabama was the best. Statistically defense in speaking, football. they're not I top think, ten defense. Yeah, but again, 14. that Clemson game was rough on them. I think that they play very sound defense. Uh, they played some big offensive teams this year, including North Carolina. They took care of North Carolina. They took care of Clemson before. I th- and plus, not to mention, Clemson has some serious injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So, look, I think Notre Dame has a chance to do something really special this year. I don't think that they're going to win at all, but I think they are a little bit better right now than Clemson. And then, look, A&M doesn't play. They're sitting at five. They got one loss to be like, hey, we've done everything we can. And I think that they'll get into either the three or the four spot. I have a feeling the committee is still going to let Ohio State walk into the playoffs. So most realistically, I I can see Alabama versus A and M in the semifinals of the playoffs. Look to me, to me, it comes down to Alabama. Top three, in my opinion, set because I think either way, it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. That four spot is going to come down to Ohio State and Texas A and M. Yeah, but when once once Notre Dame and Clemson play each other next week, and one of them will be out. So no, who's your I think if Clemson beats Notre Dame, Notre Dame. See, still that's in. my thing. I think if I that's agree. the case, we've seen then at that point we'll see Clemson at their best and Notre Dame at their best going up against each other. And I think this is going to say a lot because look, if Clemson goes out there on Saturday and they just run Notre Dame off the field, which I don't think will happen, but if they do, I think that's going to sway the committee off a ways away because they're just going to – and I and I know you don't try and bring up past games in you know, your playoff committee meetings, but they're going to think about what happened in 2012 against Alabama. They're going to think about what happened in 2018 against Clemson in the, in the semifinals. Um, I think if Clemson just goes out there and they dominate, I, 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 think, I think Notre Dame is – out of the conversation, even even with one loss. I do agree. I do agree. If, if Clemson goes out there and mauls Notre Dame, then Notre Dame should be out. But if, I mean, if it's a hard contested fought game, you know, comes down to like another overtime game, like we saw in then, South yeah. Bend, then I think those three spots are still secured. 
Now, the committee needs to make a decision whether they're going to put in a team that only played a half a year versus a one-loss SEC team that played a that had played a ten-game schedule. The, the the committee needs to make a point what they're going to do before these um, before the selection, in my opinion, because. Well, they're in a tough spot. I mean, the problem with the committee is that they're so objective. One year they're worried about strength of schedule, and one year they're worried about conference championships. So which is it? I think this year will be a real test to see what the committee actually values. Yeah, but the committee will never, never has, and never will have to deal with something like they're having to deal with this year. With, I mean, with I, short schedules I agree. And everybody, everybody playing you know, in their conference. But all I want is consistency because we have the same argument every single year. Alabama loses an iron ball and still gets in the fourth seed, goes on to win a national championship. I mean, it, it just, it just drives me crazy. I, I need them to pick something and stick with something. Otherwise we can go back to a BCS, let the computers figure it out and have a playoff based on the computer alg- algorithms with, with no See, I don't hate that. Michelle. I like, actually, I love that. If you keep the same playoff format, four teams, and then you and then you take the top four, and then you take the top four off the off the BCS rankings, I I love that idea. I think that I feel like humans were were subjective to when it comes, you know, because look, I can watch and say I think Alabama is the best team in the country, and then you have three other people say, well, I think Notre Dame is the best team in the country, and then you're just you're just going back and forth. I mean, I think that we were so lucky to get in in 2017 and it was i think it was just you know and it, it went off a human emotion and eye test saying you know what bama was hurt and we know what bama brings to the table and so yeah well they simulated yeah. the bcs standings that year it's true but you know everyone going into that and even me as being as optimistic as possible i thought ohio state was gonna go um and, and like a lot of other people yeah. but i i, yeah. I love michelle's idea of just taking the top four teams bcs it and then you know we then we shut it we shut them up because there's no more biasy it's computers and i i love the bcs i thought it was great i thought i loved it i really did i thought it put the best teams together well people don't talk about this enough that people don't talk about enough that there was no there was no flaw to the bcs system they had they made a change just because they wanted more teams to have a chance to win I think you, I think you lose a little bit of a competitive edge, though, because you. I mean, not that anybody wants to go into the mindset of losing a game, but you could theoretically still go into a playoff game with one loss. When you're going off the BCS poll era, it is number one and number two. You play to win an undefeated season. It's true, point but blank now in this playoff system, we have only had in this entire system, we have only had two undefeated teams, and it was Clemson. And, you know, two years ago, and it was LSU. It, the days of going undefeated in college football now is almost impossible. Um, Alabama's only had one undefeated team under Saban, and it was 2009, and that was arguably the most talented team Saban's ever had as far as having Mark Ingram and Julio Jones and Marcel Darius and that, and that defense. So I never thought they should have disbanded the BCS. I thought that they should have incorporated it with, you know, the playoff. You know, take the four best teams and then still have and still have the BCS games. Like have the Rose Bowl, have the Sugar Bowl, have the have the Orange Bowl, have the Fiesta Bowl. Uh like they still do now. And I I thought, you know, because then in 2013, we would have made we would have made the playoffs after the kick six. We probably would have been the fourth seed. And then um and then in twenty in two thousand seven, 
or not, I'm sorry, not 2007, but, uh, you know, 2017, we still would have made the playoffs. And then, you know, you give us, I don't know where UCF finished in the hypothetical BCS rankings, but then at that point, it's like, okay, well, humans didn't not select you, computers did. So I, so that's just, that's, that's mm-hmm. always been my take of it. I've always <laughs> actually loved the BCS. Agreed. I agree. I agree. So let's jump into the championship game. Start off with the Big Ten championship. Um, I'll go first on this one. Ohio State, Northwestern. Honestly, I don't think it's going to be close. Um, Northwestern's got the 13th ranked uh, total defense in college football, but I don't I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to be close. Justin Fields is going to have a pun intended. Um, like, Boo. Pun intended. Boo. Justin Fields is going to have a great day with, against Northwestern. It's not going to be close. It's going to be an easy win for Ohio State against Northwestern. The question just is simply going to become, does Ohio State, as few games as they played, get into the playoffs? We'll see, but what do y'all say in the Big Ten Championship? Here's my thing. Who cares, right? (laughs) Who cares? The Big Ten has not had even a half of season this year, and they're going to have a championship game? Really? I mean – who cares? I can see where that animosity comes from, but you cannot you cannot tell me that Ohio State is not one of the four best teams in the country. I don't know. I've only seen them play like two I, I games. Okay, but, but let's compare. Let's compare. And their best win. No, was Indiana. Indiana was good. Or no. Indiana. I guess Indiana, which they almost lost that game. They're still one of the four best teams. I mean, it is what it is. You're right. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It is. It is frustrating because yeah, does A and M deserve to be in that spot over Ohio State? Yes, because they've played more games. But if, again, if we're going back to the subjective, you know, committee eyes, do they pass the eye test? Do they do this? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, yes. On offense, yes, they yes. do. On their defense, no. Uh, this is definitely not the same team last year where they had Jeff Okuda and they had Chase Young and they had the Bosa's and, and whatnot in those first-round draft picks. I mean, this Ohio State team can be beat. Um, I, Justin, I watched Justin Fields. He is a freak, and I – He's he's going to make the Jacksonville Jaguars very happy um, when he gets drafted number two overall. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, uh, as many people will think. Northwestern has the number two scoring defense in the entire country. They are one of these teams. They're boring. They're very boring to watch, but they're very good. Um, you know, and they and they have played. Ohio State in Big Ten championships before, and they haven't exactly blown them out. Um, so I, I still think Ohio state will win, but I don't think it'll exactly be a blowout. Northwestern is one of those teams that will kind of run the ball and down your throat so you can stop it, but, and they'll kill clock. Their, their, their game plan is going to be keep Justin Fields and that offense off the field as, as much as possible. And when they are on the field, to try and limit the big plays. You know, let, let Justin Fields pick you apart, but don't give up those 70-yard bombs or those 60-yard runs. Um, I think with, I think no, Northwestern will cover, actually, this game. And I, I, but I still think Ohio State will win. What's the line? Uh, I didn't even see what the line is. Great question. At. I can tell you in a second. Even though, Clack, you're Mr. Gambler over there. Do you know the line? Right. I haven't that they don't think they uh, hot take here. Committee a standard for the committee needs to be how many games uh each team covered but covered the line. Because you know, Jesus. good teams win great. Oh teams yeah, cover. Northwest the line is twenty that. and a half, the over under fifty nine. No. The over under no. is what? 
the over under is 59. Oh, 59. The, uh, the line's 20. 20 and a half. I will Ohio take, State by 24. I will take Northwestern to cover, and I will take the under in that game. Uh, I'll take Ohio State to cover, and I'll take the over in the game. I, I agree. Ohio State in the over. Ohio State could probably score freaking 59 on I, their own. I think, I, mean, I think we're evaluating Northwestern's t- defense by they haven't exactly played good offenses. Ohio State has the best offense in the Big Ten. And I think we're going to learn that. Ooh, they have the best offense in the Big Ten. Are they competing with, what, Indiana and Penn State? And Michigan? Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but Ohio State has it's a – terrifying. Ohio that State is – no. no they, have a, they have an offense. They have an offense with anybody. That defense is very suspect. That's why I think – that's why I, mean, I think yes, Northwestern can run on the – can run on them. Um Northwestern is a very proud program, and Pat Fitzgerald does not get enough love as a head coach. And I think that they are going to give Ohio State fits when it comes to running. But granted, you're not going to keep an offense like Ohio State grounded. I mean, they're going to score. But the question is, can you keep it a close game going into the fourth quarter? And I think Northwestern can. If they can, then a proud small team like that, if you give them the confidence that, hey, we're in this. We can actually win this game. That is a very dangerous thing. And it's not exact. It, oh, go ahead. So with Northwestern. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're they way in? too low. They'll probably, if they, if they oh. beat Ohio state, I think they'll jump to probably eight, seven, most likely. Um, I don't think they'd be in. Look, it's not exactly like Ohio state has, hasn't had a fumble, you know, on their schedule there. I've seen them lose to unranked Iowa. I've seen them lose to unranked Purdue. I've seen them lose in the big 10 championship to a Kirk cousins, Michigan state team, or I'm, I'm sorry, not Kirk cousins, but uh, Connor cook. Um, so Ohio state can be beaten. Like I said, yes, we don't exactly know how great they are because I've only seen them play four, four or five games. And I have over the years have watched Ohio state play and I know, you know, they can be beat. So I think that people aren't giving, Oh, uh, Northwestern enough respect. Well, here's the question going back to the eye test for Ohio state to get in over Texas A&M. Do they have to manhandle Northwestern or just winning by a nope. little bit, just winning just by by bit. ten yeah. ten points. They, over Texas the if, if, gonna go for Ohio State. Don't act like the committee or Ohio State, you know, lovers. I mean, they put in us over Ohio State back in 2017. But they, they also they champion. also had a let's thirty not, not point like loss to Iowa, and they had two losses. and a bad loss. No, I agree. But if the if the committee was truly Ohio State lovers, they would have put in Ohio State over Alabama and used the argument of conference champions. I just That's my opinion. I see. I'm. I don't see how Enum gets in at this point. I think the way it's set up. I mean, I think they should get in, but I think right now, Bama's in regardless. Heaven forbid we I lose agree. to Florida, we're still in. Notre Dame or Clemson. Notre Dame and Clemson are both, I think, going to get in. If it's a close game, if it's within seven to ten points, only Notre if Dame Clemson, and Clemson wins both get in. And then I think if Ohio. That's only if Clemson wins. If Notre Dame wins, Clemson's out. Or I'm sorry. If Notre Dame wins, I'm sorry. Notre Dame wins. Yes. Yes, what? Yeah. If Notre Dame wins, Clemson's out. Yes. If Clemson wins, they're if Clemson yeah. wins, they're both they're in. Both in. And I think there's unless it's a blowout, if Clemson wins, then you got both of them in. That four spots gonna go to a conference champion in Ohio State. I don't see 
how they don't do that. I mean, I just cannot imagine a committee not putting in but, an undefeated conference champion. I know they've only played. Well, here's a hypothetical here that nobody's talking about. Okay. Um, Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship. God forbid. Alabama they'll drop the three up, or four in the uh, in the playoff. They'll drop the they'll three drop or three, four. Yeah. In a scenario where that happens, and then Notre Dame, or I mean Clemson beats Notre Dame, I think you're probably not right. Them out. Um, yes. The the doomsday scenario is you know Florida beating Florida spoiling and you know knocking Bam off, and then Clemson beating Notre Dame, and then. At that point, you know, you'll have, I would say, Clemson would probably get bumped up to number one. And then I would say Ohio State at that yep. point, depending on if – I feel like their mind's already made up that if they win on Saturday, they're in. So, at that point, you put – and if the committee is really confident in that, then this is what it should be. Uh, it, it should be Clemson one, Ohio State two. I'd put Alabama three, and then I would put Notre Dame four. Or if the committee just doesn't want to see another rematch between Notre Dame and Clemson again in the first round, they'll put Notre Dame three and then Alabama four. So you have Clemson-Alabama first round versus Ohio State-Notre Dame first round as well. They're a big, they're a big question. They're, I mean, they're gonna how they're gonna see it is they're gonna line up matchups. They don't want to see another another Clemson Notre Dame. So they're either way they're gonna put Alabama and Clemson or Alabama Notre Dame, and then vice versa with Clemson. You're not gonna see another Clemson Notre Dame matchup. So say let's say Florida beats Alabama and that scenario happens. I think you see Clemson one, uh, Ohio yeah. State two, Notre Dame three, Alabama four matchup, just for matchup purposes only. Okay, so jumping in, let's quickly because we got a lot more predictions to make. ACC championship predictions. I'm um, going Notre Dame. I think Notre there Dame. There you wins. go, Clacker. Good take. Good, good take. I I have Notre Dame winning as well. I think it's going <laughs> to be a very close game. I think possibly a possible another overtime game. Um, but I think I think Notre Dame is the real deal this year. I know that we you know we always like to give Notre Dame a hard time. Um, you know, not joining a conference. They stepped up this year, joined the ACC, and they've done they've taken care of business you know they've they have run the schedule they're 10 and 0 they're you know they have beaten Clemson I know Trevor Lawrence didn't play but Trevor Lawrence does not play defense so I think that Notre Dame has the confidence to step off the bus and say you know what we're not scared of Clemson we know we can beat them I think that they go out and take care of business and I think the final score is 45 to 35 Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame wins by 10. I disagree with both of y'all. Um, you got this game away from South Bend, alternate sites. You got Clemson having Trevor Lawrence back. I think uh, Clemson runs away with Notre Dame, and it's not going to be close. I, I think Notre Dame's overhyped again. You see this year in and year out, and um, it's it's not going to be close. I think Notre Dame manhandles they, they hold the ball. They keep the ball for the whole game. Time of possession is not going to be close. Scoreboard's not going to be close. It's just going to be an absolute slaughtering. I got Clemson 45, Notre Dame 17. I want Notre Dame to win again, but I honestly, I don't think Dabo's going to let them beat them twice in the same season. So I have Clemson, but I do think it'll be a close game. All right. So uh, before we jump into the SEC championship, we'll cover that last. Let's just quickly jump into a few NFL lines. Cruz, this is this one's for you. I'm just gonna couple, couple. Just gonna couple. couple Gee, I wonder couple what game. Big ones. Um, yeah, I wonder <laughs> what game too. 
Um, let's start off with a Sunday night game: Browns at Giants. Who you got tonight? Um, uh, Giants plus. I have the Bra- I have the Browns. Um, I think, and I know they're you know struggling right now on Monday Night Football against a my AFC pick to go to the Super Bowl, the Ravens, right now. But um, I I know I picked them in the beginning of the year. I did so. <laughs> cut me some slack. I think that. Look, Cleveland is a running football team, and the sooner that they accept that they're a running football team with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and they play balance, uh, don't let Baker Mayfield be your number one weapon. He's not. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably, I would say, the best duo at tandem running backs in the NFL. Uh, so I think that they get the win, and I think, uh, I think Cleveland uh, covers. Um. I'm just gonna get one. I'm just gonna do one more so we can get the SEC championship. I really don't want to do this one, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Chiefs at Saints. Saints plus four. I'll go first on this one. Um, if Sean Payton will get his head out of his ass and run this offense correct, it'll be a close game. Language clack. <laughs> if, if if we're gonna run, if we're gonna there are children listening to this podcast. If we're gonna run this offense through Taysom Hill and forget we have Alvin Kamara, then it's not gonna be close. But Alvin Kamara's got to get 20 to 30 carries. Latavius Murray needs 10 carries. If we're going to pass the ball as many times as we did again, okay. as we did yesterday. Okay. Uh, so I have, I have a few, I have a few but, thoughts on that. Um, look, it's <laughs> I thought yesterday was um, a perfect storm. And shout out to Jalen Hurts. He balled out. I am as much as it pains me to watch us lose that game. I was actually really proud of Jalen. I thought he played really well. Um I thought yesterday's performance more on coaching than anything. I thought Sean Payton did not call a good game. Uh, I didn't think Dennis Allen called a very good game. I thought he let Jalen Hurts just kind of run all over, didn't put a spy, didn't put, you know, he should have had Quan Alexander spying him the entire time because Quan Alexander is probably one of the faster linebackers in the league. Um, look, I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with, you know, or uh, Sean Payton calling a better game, but Alvin Kamara has never been a 20. 30 carry back he never has been he has been a 11 to 15 carries to and then you know he gets around you know anywhere between five to ten catches a game um i thought they got too confident in Taysom hill um yes his numbers look better than what they actually were he threw for 291 and two touchdowns uh he also ran for 30 yards um look this if drew Brees comes back this weekend um, I think it's a completely different game because this defense, I thought they looked ahead. Um, I definitely thought it was kind of like Florida. I thought Florida was looking ahead to Alabama and I thought the Saints were overlooking to Kansas City. Um, and it came back to bite them and they almost came back and won the game. I mean, they they, they got a late fumble. They should have recovered that onside kick. I don't know how you don't, but like I said, uh, yeah, it's it's the Saints, and they the broke my heart for years. But like I said, this team is very good still, but it desperately needs back Drew Brees. I we're probably gonna finish with the two seed most likely. I think Green Bay. Uh, well, if Tennessee can upset Green Bay, then you know we have that possibility. But I think this game is gonna be closer than what people think. Only if Drew Brees plays. Now, if he doesn't and Taysom Hill plays, then give me Kansas City with the points all day of the week, and you know twice on Sunday. So that's where I stand at it. Um, but 
even if we lose to Kansas City, I still think this team is dangerous. I really do, especially when Drew Brees comes back. I agree. Um, so let's just want to jump to the SEC championship. Uh, y'all take it away. Bama by 100. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be close. We saw, I mean, the past couple of weeks we saw Florida can put up the points, but we obviously, I mean, they gave up, what, 30-something to LSU on their back, or third-string quarterback. Uh, there's no way they're going to be able to stop Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith. They're going to eat up all over them. Our, and you can tell our defense has is, is improved. Um, you know, your Pete Golden fire will- guys, you know, they're starting to shut up quietly, as they should, because it, because <laughs> to even even think I to blame Pete Golding about the struggles of the Stevens early is just absolutely idiotic. Um, Bama, it's it's not even going to be close. Bama's going to blow out Florida. I, be the one yeah, I, I definitely, I, I have Bama covering. Um, um, I think that this offense is, it's too good. It's, it's too good. We, we, we have shown that we can win throwing the ball. Last week proved we can we can win just running the ball. I mean, Max Jones didn't have any touchdowns last week. And, you know, we still put up that many points. I think that this Bama team, this is the best offense Bama has ever had, even with Tua and, J- and Jerry Judy and Ruggs and all those guys, that receivers. I think this is the most talented and, and balanced, which makes – that's why it's so deadly. Because even when you had – you had to, uh, it wasn't very balanced. It was, it was very pass happy oriented and the running game suffered from it. We're keeping offenses off the field. We're playing complimentary defense because our defense actually has time to rest, um, you know, and go out there instead of, you know, Oh, to a bomb or to a slant and, you know, two plays 60 seconds later, Oh, defense is back out there. And I think that, I think a lot of people don't talk about that enough is why our defense has kind of struggled over the years because of that. But I think Bama covers. I think that – I will say this, though. Um, this game will be a lot closer than people want it to be at halftime, and I think Florida runs away with it in the second half. I have Alabama winning. Alabama runs I'm away sorry, with it. I'm sorry, who runs away with say it Florida? in the second half? I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I said that. Sorry. Uh, okay, good. Just um, sure. I, yeah, Just sorry. Um, I think Alabama wins takes. 56 to 28. So, but I think this game will be. Ooh, I, I actually like think it could possibly be tied at halftime, or at least a touchdown game. Uh, Florida's offense is too good not to let them score points. But I will say this, this, and this is my hot take: Mac Jones wins the Heisman off this game. I was Cruz. I was just Yay! about to. I was just about to say Alabama's defense makes Kyle Trask look like nothing. Mac Jones goes out there and puts up four or five touchdowns. Smitty has a couple of them. And Mac Jones puts up unreal stats, and it's going to be his God, Heisman how, moment. How genius am I going to look at when that happens? Um, oh. <laughs> I'm going to go Bama 55-24. Just to have a little fun, who scores the first Bama touchdown? Najee Smitty. Harris. Smitty. I'm going to go on a different route here. <laughs> I have Billingsley. Okay. Miller Forstel. I have I Billingsley, and I'm, and I'm going to call my Ooh, shot now. I don't one. know if you remember this, but in the 2009 SEC championship game, Greg McElroy did this rollout and threw a, and threw across the peak. I'm calling it right it's now. A peak. It's a that will be the peak. first touchdown to yes. Billings. <laughs> That'd be exciting. Okay. I think it'll be I think it'll be like a play action short pass in the red zone to uh, Forstel. I think they just come out swinging and Mac bombs it to Smitty and. So, Alabama drives it right down the field. They get in the red zone. They give it to Najee. He pounds it in. Honestly, at this point, I'm okay with any option. 
And True. then obviously we get into the playoffs. Cruz, let me ask, who's our work? Who's a matchup that first round that could potentially be a tough game, trap game for us that you might? Uh, um, tough, who's our toughest matchup we could face first round? Clemson. Clemson. I think we we could blow Notre Dame or Ohio State out of the water. It's going to come down to Clemson, Alabama again. But the only difference see, is we could I also beat Clemson it that this way. year. Um, I think Clemson. This is not their best year. I thought they lost way too much defensively over the last two years. They have a lot of big key injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Still, um, I would actually be pretty confident going into the Clemson game because. This offense can keep Trevor Lawrence and, and company off the field, and I think we would run their defense off the field. Um, I would say Ohio State would probably be the first-round matchup that worries me just because they do have the offense that can keep up with us. I think their offense is more explosive than Clemson's. Um, I think – and this is a really odd take, too. I think Justin Fields is an all-around better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence is. Um, the, the way he can run, the way he can make plays, the I way agree. that he has – just he he's going to be Kirby Smart's biggest regret letting him leave Athens. Um, and so I think oh and I pick sure. Ohio State just because I think that they have the talent and the offensive firepower to keep up with us. Now I, again I think that would be one of these games where Najee just eats and eats and eats and you just can't stop him and we and we run him off the field. Um, I would if we play Notre Dame, I say we win by two touchdowns. If we play Clemson, I say we win by at least 10. I think if we played Ohio State, it would be a touchdown game. Um, and that would be me. I just think um, this Alabama team is just special to me. It, it's different from anything I have seen in the past. It's, it's, it's balanced, yet somehow still so deadly, where it's not like one of those A.J. McCarron-led um, teams where it's just death by a thousand cuts or it's not like uh, the Jacob Coker where it's just Derrick Henry down your throat and try and stop it. it. It's just, it's so, it can be so explosive yet so balanced at the same time. And I think that's why this team is, is definitely meant it's and is built to win a championship this year. What you're looking for is so two dimensional. This is the most two dimensional football team offense we've, ever had right i mean when we've had explosive running backs i mean you know it was like aj mccarran greg mcelroy jay coker where they they could game manager lack for a better term right we only had to have game manager quarterbacks and i mean really Tua was one of the first quarterbacks where we really i mean was a real quarterback but we were when we had Tua, we felt like we could do everything with his left arm to where we didn't have to focus on the wrong game just like you were talking about earlier but so with matt jones and his and how talented he is with Najee Harris in the backfield and um, Brian Robinson. This is the most uh, two-dimensional team we've ever had. Right. Mm-hmm. Guys, anything else we need to cover? Uh, Bama by 90 against Furman tomorrow. Take the over. Yeah. Take the line. Tell me quickly, tell us your thoughts on the game Saturday night. Um, they played weak. They came out and played weak. They, uh, they came out acting like they didn't want it. Clemson absolutely banged us up on the boards. They banged us up physically. Uh, defensively, we did not have an answer for them. We could not get an open look. All of our looks were contested. They came out weak. They came out like they didn't want to play. And Clemson made us – Clemson, a very veteran, very talented team, made us pay for it. And Nadeau's – we're young, right? This this right. team is very new, very young. Nadeau's is still learning what he's working with. But um, 
this team has got to get t- much tougher and much more physical, and we need to see a lot more from Jordan Bruner on the um, on the boards per se um, going into SEC play, or it's going to be a rough ride. Well, all right. Well, um, sorry we lost Cody early on. I don't know what happened again. This is our first time recording with people over the 